even though I learned that like several years after I started freelancing, I think I kind of try to keep that in my head. And I would say probably 80% of the freelancing work that I've ever gotten has either been from networking with someone directly or someone that I have worked with recommending me to someone else. And then it goes from there. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. In this episode, I'm really excited to speak with Joey, who is a content creator and an author based in Austin, Texas. He's the founder of Chris Bounce Pass newsletter and the host of a podcast called Good People, Cool Things, and an Author. So listen on to find out how this storyteller uses personal networking to land dream projects. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to be with my guest today. I'm here with Joey. Hey, Joey, how are you? Hi, Debbie. I'm doing great. We're microphone twins. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So Joey is also a podcaster and he's like, what kind of mic? Do we have the same mic? I'm like, "Um, I have to check. I'm so bad with tech. I'm like, yeah, I think we do, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Very snazzy, very snazzy. (laughs) Exactly. But thank you for being here, Joey. I really appreciate it. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I actually think I'm probably a little different than most of your guests because I do have a a nine to five. I I work for a company called In Communications, and we do uh, full service communications for companies from social, PR, design, content, all that good stuff. But then outside of that, I have many a projects that have taken me really all over the the country and world to to pull them off. I am an author. I'm a freelance writer. I have a basketball and pop culture newsletter. I am a food blogger. And people often ask, how do you get enough sleep? And the answer <laughs> is sometimes I don't. Um, but some, you know, sometimes you, you sacrifice sleep for a cool experience. <laughs> um, but I've always been interested in traveling. And I think over the past couple of years, obviously, the pandemic has somehow both limited travel and opened it up a little bit in that you could work really from anywhere. Uh, and it's still works out nicely. And so have definitely taken advantage of that. Uh, certainly not as much last year as this year when you really <laughs> couldn't couldn't move uh, unless you wanted a road trip everywhere, which living in Austin, just getting out of Texas is several hours. So that <laughs> uh, to see other states was quite the endeavor. But it's been a lot of fun and looking forward to, to more adventures coming up. 
Yeah, well, that's a lot, right? And <laughs> and Joey's the type of person that he's just like on the go. You like to do different things, it seems like. Um, and you talked about your nine to five. And that's the thing I, I always say to people. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five if you enjoy it, if it gives you what you need in your life. There's nothing wrong with that, right? As long as you still have the freedom to do what you want to do. And that's exactly what you're doing. You know, you have a lot of things that you like to do in your space time and also you know there's I feel like you've lived so many different lives huh you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I credit my parents for it they took me traveling from a, a really young age uh, I don't I don't believe this was the first trip that I went on but I remember in back-to-back summers when I was like just before I had turned eight and nine we went to Hawaii and Alaska and I I still remember elements from those. Like we went swimming with dolphins in Hawaii. I apparently had like an hour-long conversation uh, with a, a random <laughs> woman about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, so I was a big Bulls fan. And we talked about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, all the all the greatness. We probably just covered the last dance that came out last year, but 22 years before it came out. Um, but it was like that just started kind of the travel bug. And I think that is just such a great way both to, to see new sites and, and have new experiences, but really to learn what the rest of the world is like, because every other place has a different culture than the place that you grew up in. And to meet people, and people are always like, in other countries, they're so welcoming. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're from out of town? Like, let me tell you my life story. And like, let me show you this like great hole in the wall place that you'd never find in a, a travel guide or anything like that. And it's always been such a great time, even if I, you know, it's an 18 hour flight delay, and I've been exhausted. And we, you know, carrying like six suitcases on, although <laughs> I am, I'm a more... Uh, the subtle packer, I guess, that a lot of other people. But <laughs> even when you're like, you know, at your worst, you still, you just meet one person that's just like so cheerful and happy and excited that you're in their hometown and that just washes away all the bad stuff. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, you definitely meet a lot of different types of people during your travels. And then you mentioned this too, Joey, when you were in the same country, you're still in the United States and you are really proud of where you come from and the state that you're coming from. You know, like if you go, I'm from New York City. And then when I go to other states, they're very curious about what it's like in New York. And I'm the same. Like if I meet somebody from like Wyoming, I'm like, what? Is it like over there? Is it all horses? Do you have cowboys? Like, is it all prairies? Like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's the stereotype that you get? Yeah, New York. New York. Yeah. Um, I think it's more about our accents, like Brooklyn accents, and then Long, I- Long Island accents, <laughs> and like all, all of that stuff. And it's funny because there are certain words that I would say, like coffee. Like <laughs> you're like coffee. Co- I see. I can't say. It. I say coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one thing they're like, say coffee. I'm like, coffee. But how do you say it regular? I don't know, because that's how I say it. <laughs> I think it sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> so it's it's so interesting, right? You don't even need to leave your own country to have a different type of culture. Like even the food are different from the South, from the West, from the East Coast. And it's so interesting what you learn from each other. And you're right, like when you have really long layovers and I've had trips where we were actually put in a different country. Like I was supposed to go to Greece and I ended up in Italy. And then I (laughs) like I, I met people who were on the same flight who were like stunt 
people for like celebrities. And I'm like, how did, oh, it's because I traveled. Now I get to meet these interesting people out of nowhere that I didn't even plan to. So that's so interesting that you're able to do this. Now, I know everything has changed. And you mentioned this, Joey, especially within the last two years, everyone's life has changed. What has it done to you? Because you do have this spirit of exploration and you like going on these different journeys. How have you managed to keep that going? It's actually reconnected me with a lot of old friends and colleagues. And I know when the the pandemic first started, I tried to kind of make it a point to reach out to at least a couple people a week that I hadn't talked to in a while and just be like, hey, this sucks. Like, we're all going through the same thing. But like, what's new in your world? And in some cases, it led to, to like freelance work down the line. They're like, oh, hey, I'm actually at this company now. And like, we're looking for writers. I know you're a writer. Like, let's let's chat which is super cool. There's definitely no ulterior motive behind it. I think it just goes back again to traveling as a kid, I think introduced kind of a curiosity about me, which I always have had, but I think that gets opened up even more. And I would say I'm not like the most extroverted person in the world, but I think it's interesting to meet new people and to kind of hear their experiences and what they've been through. And I think that has lent itself throughout my career obviously throughout the pandemic, because I'm like, hey, if I can't travel internationally, like I haven't been out of the country since the pandemic yeah. started, <laughs> which is sad, but maybe, maybe <laughs> in the coming year, we'll get there. Um, but it's been a nice way to kind of connect with people. And it's like, hey, I, maybe I can't go to like Argentina right now, but I know a friend that's in there and they can kind of almost give, it's almost like uh, if you're channel surfing and you see little like five minute clips of uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the show would be called, but just like travel in the world with Joey's friends. Uh, and it's <laughs> with been, Joey's yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to all streaming platforms. <laughs> but it's been, yeah, it's been so much fun just to to reconnect with people. And one of the, the things I neglected to mention on the laundry list of things that I do, I'm also in a band. And oh, wow. again, during the pandemic, concerts, live music, not so much a thing, um, but that was a good opportunity to kind of like recharge, work on some different songs, some different uh, things that we had maybe kind of dabbled with a little bit. And it's like, okay, now we've got time to kind of hone on in on these. And we've had a few shows uh, this year. And going back to the, the bringing it back to travel again, but <laughs> I think a concert is like one of the greatest mashups of people that you'll ever see because... Everyone loves music. If someone ever says, I'm not really into music, like, I don't, I have, <laughs> I have heard people say that, but I don't believe them. I'm like, there's got to be at least some songs that you like. Yeah. But you have people from all these different backgrounds coming together and they might never interact otherwise. Like they would probably never cross paths, but they have a shared interest in whoever the, the musician that they're seeing is. And then you just see them like they're dancing like nobody's watching. They're like, arms around each other, like swaying back and forth. They might pull out their lighters. It's like a big, you know, big bonding moment for everyone. And I remember seeing a show shortly after things kind of opened back up again. And it was, and, and the, the artist was talking about this too, but it was like almost like a catharsis. Like the weight was just off everyone's shoulders of being able to see this music and getting outside and just being like, this, I've missed this. Like it's, it was just like a collective sigh of relief. And it was, it was super cool to be around. It's kind of crazy how you don't know what you miss until it's gone, until it's taken away from you, which is so sad. And I think one of the things that we've all gotten from this pandemic is just having that appreciation 
for life because we don't know how great we have it until we literally cannot leave our house. Like we can't see the people that we love and we can enjoy the simple things in life like music outdoors, concerts, you know, being in a crowd of people, just being with strangers, like giving a handshake, giving a (laughs) hug. I mean, those are basic human things, right? That you can't really do at least for a really long time. So it's kind of crazy how it's been for the last few years. You can't even do those really basic things unless you're obviously living with that person and you know, you're you're with them 24/7, but it's so interesting. But I do want to go back to to what you were saying before, Joey, in terms of you like being able to start freelancing because you're you talk to different types of people. And one thing that I notice about you, you're just very easy to talk to. And I think that's one of the things, you know, if you're you're an easy person to talk to, people are more able to relate to you. You're more relatable. And that's a really good way of networking. And I I want to go back to that because that's a, a form of networking, but it's super chill. You're just having a conversation with someone and then you tap happen to the right questions and then all of a sudden they give you this tidbit and they're like oh you mentioned you're a writer and you're a good one maybe we can hire you that is that's a really good way did you even think about doing that or was just that by accident (laughs) I think that's just kind of happened by accident. I I always like to say that people want to help out people they like. And if you can develop good relationships with people, uh, I still remember way back in the day, I worked at a company that um, did social media management for small and medium businesses. And one of the sort of elements of that was reaching out to people on Twitter that might be like, for example, if an auto shop was nearby, people that were like, ah, you know, I just got a flat tire, like, hey, my car's been acting up to reach out to them and kind of be like, hey, you know, we're nearby. Um, but I remember one of my uh, coworkers at the time would, he, he was like trying to tell people like, you got to start a conversation. You can't just immediately go hard sell on them. He's like, you're on the street <laughs> and someone walked up to you and was like, hi, buy this product right now. Get in my car, buy this product. He's like, you'd, you'd run away from them in terror. And he's like, it's the same thing even in a digital sort of setting like that. And I think I've, I've kind of, even though I learned that like several years after I started freelancing, I think I kind of try to keep that in my head. And I would say probably like 80% of the freelancing work that I've ever gotten has either been from networking with someone directly or someone that I have worked with recommending me to someone else. And then it goes from there. And the most unusual one for now, I'm sure more will pop up later. This was back maybe in like 2016, 2017. South by Southwest is a big thing here in Austin. It kind of just takes over several blocks of the city. And I remember just walking by a house that was playing music. And I said, that sounds fun. I'm going to go in. Let's see. Like the door was open. It was like, come on in. And it was uh, just an, an event. There was like jazz music and a little like classy breakfast buffet going on. And I said, all right, I'll grab a bite to eat. And <laughs> I just happened to step at a table that was had a, like had an open space. Uh, it was all just standing tables. Started talking with the people there. One of them happened to work for a company that was like, oh, we just got like a lot of funding and we need more content to write. And we shot the bowl a little bit and she was like, all right, let's uh, let's get each other's contact information. Like we'll talk. And then, so we got in touch, maybe a week or so went by and she said, 
you know, we're putting a pause on the content for now, but like, I still want to keep in touch with you. And I was like, okay, sure. Sounds good. Like, you know, not thinking that's probably the end of it, but like, always good to stay in touch. And then it was probably about a year later, she reached out and she's like, all right, we've got a plan now. Like everything's in place. Are you still looking for work? And I was like, heck yeah, I am. Let's do it. And uh, I still am working with that client. Uh, it's been a couple, couple other people have, have moved into the role, um, but all of them have been lovely to work with. And it's the same. I think it goes the other way too. Like we're, you know, we obviously want work that's that's good and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is working with good people. Like there's some writing that I've done where I'm like, this is probably not the most interesting topic, but I get to learn new things and I am working with people that I like. If the person is horrible to me, I'll probably be like, hey, this could be the most interesting thing in the world <laughs> that I'm writing about, but you're not a pleasant person to yeah. work with. So bye. No, but but that's true because even if the content, even what, if what it is that you're doing, you really love and enjoy, if you're working with people that you just can't stand, it makes it really unbearable, right? And that goes with your boss or the client or even you as a person. If you're also unbearable to work with, nobody's going to want to work with you. So it goes both ways. But that's so freaking funny, Joey. <laughs> How you just oh my god I can't even imagine I'm just like these people are awesome because it's like some random person just crashes their party and then you get a job from it and I'm like we need to like hang out with Joey because he just probably gets into the most awesomest things like just random things and meets the most interesting people because you're not afraid to put yourself out there and I, I think that's the biggest thing is you're not afraid to take a risk and you're not afraid to look foolish, right? Because you could (laughs) have totally gone in there and then people would have been like, what are you doing in my house? You would have just been like, I just loved your music. And I I feel like they would have been like, you're welcome in. (laughs) (laughs) Because of how you are. That is so funny. So aside from that, Joey, now I'm really curious because you do these like offbeat outlandish things. What has been the most interesting thing that you have done, whether it's like things like this during your travels that were just like off the cuff that you've just done? <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a, I don't know if we have time for all of those, but you're I like, know, there's like, too many. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give this one, because this this was probably more off the cuff. I'd like to say a lot of the travel... Eh, that's not true. I've definitely done off the cuff travel things. So I... Actually, you know what? No, this one. So <laughs> while I was in Austin... I've got like eight bouncing in my head. I'm like, which one? While I was in Austin, um, I got invited. Again, the perks of being a, a food blogger. You get, you get invited. Let's get the hair flip. Uh, to, to all kinds of fun events. And I got invited to... Uh, a company called The Distillery, which is based in the UK, but they were launching a handful of gin lines within the US. And Texas was one of the states that they were doing. So they were like, come get, you know, try out the gin and like, we'll give you a history of the company, like light bites, all that good stuff. And it was at a bar that was on the second floor above a non-bar. I still don't know what the lower floor building was. So I walked by it like eight times. And I was like, well, this is what Google Maps says. Like, it just... Like, I'm like, do I just go up these stairs? And then I did. And that was that was the correct answer. And the woman who was running everything from a, a PR standpoint, she was uh, she's based in Australia, but she was like, you know, we're in the UK. So if you ever find yourself in London and I was going there in a couple of months for vacation and I said, you know what? It's funny you say that because <laughs> I will be. And she said, great. She's like, 
hit me up, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand, we'll get you set up for the full tour at the distillery. And for my fellow gin drinkers that are listening, this is the best place for gin. Like go, if you're in London, go to the distillery. They have the Gin Institute where they teach you about gin all while they're giving you these fancy gin cocktails. And then you go and make your own gin. So you get to smell all the botanicals. You get to be like, oh, asparagus. I'll, I'll put a hint of that in there. Or like black peppercorn. Let's, let's skip that because it's a little too spicy. Like all that good stuff. <laughs> And then they give you a bottle of their classic gin, but then a bottle of the gin that you made to take oh, home. Wow. And I said, I made this. You can name it whatever you want, put a little label on it, and it's very official and it's wonderful. They do not sell it afterwards, <laughs> but which is probably for the best because I think some people probably did <laughs> some odd combinations of, of flavors. But uh, it was it was so much fun. And again, like you meet people from all like I was sitting next to someone from the Netherlands and then on the other side of someone from France who was visiting on vacation like just so cool to to see people from all walks of life bonding over gin that is hilarious that is so funny right like you do this because you're a food blogger which is awesome and then you go to London and then you create your own gin hey <laughs> <laughs> The natural progression. You do, yeah, like, you know, just <laughs> going to a party to like going to a different country and creating a whole bottle of gin that you created yourself. I mean, come on, guys. But that is amazing. I love that. I love how you're showing us the power of networking, the power of just putting yourself out there. Now, Joey, for people, because obviously you're one of a kind, we're not all like you. We can't just go <laughs> out there and like talk to random strangers and like get their life story and all this information from them in one meeting, because apparently that's what you do, sir. <laughs> um <laughs> How how would you kind of show somebody who's maybe not as adventurous as you to make that sort of connection with other people, whether online or in person? I feel like online, it's a little bit, I mean, that's for me, at least that's what I think. It's maybe a bit easier online because you're not face to face. I feel like it's more nerve wracking when, you know, you're conversing with somebody in person. But either way, how would you you know, give somebody that advice of having a real connection, an organic connection that could lead to something. Yeah, I, I think it does differ a little bit online versus in person. Because there have definitely been times in person where I'm just like, oh, there's a group of like 18 people and they all seem to be best friends. Like, I yeah. can't broach that. Yeah. And <laughs> I think online, a way that that I've done it is... Uh, commenting on things. So whether it's on like LinkedIn or Instagram or even just like on a blog post or something that someone has done, I say, oh, that, you know, that was really helpful. Like I really liked this part. And then asking a follow-up question. I think people, obviously people love talking about themselves. So getting them to do that makes them feel good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like I like talking to this person. And the secret is because a, a lot of what they're saying is about themselves. So they're like, that person makes me feel good because they're kind of boosting their own self-ego on that. And I say that not like, you know, a big egotistical thing. Like you you are getting them to, to kind of open up and, and share some things about themselves. And I think in person, it can be a similar type of thing. And, you know, if it's at like a networking event, I think you can acknowledge the awkwardness of things. I'm going to give a shout out to one of my favorite television shows, Impractical Jokers. 
on True TV, which no one gets, but there's you know there's clips on YouTube and all that good stuff. But the the general premise of the show is it's four friends who've known each other for a long time, and then they're put into situations where they have to say and do kind of like weird things, and the other ones are telling them what to do. They're interacting, and it's really shown me that if you're weird, like most people don't seem to care. Like they're they're based in New York, and as you know, New York just a mashup of people from all all different walks of life, and there's one scene where one of them is literally on his back. He has like fallen off a chair. He's outside with like his legs up in the air. Like he's like a turtle, you know, that's been like flipped over (laughs) and everyone's just walking by him. Like, Oh, another day, like another Tuesday. There's just a guy, guy on Joey, his back. That's, that's <laughs> true. No, seriously, we see like the weirdest things in New York. And <laughs> I'm not, Joey, I'm not even kidding. Like there's things in the subway. If you go there, I mean, that's what he's doing is not even strange. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, I think, a good reminder of things. Like we build up stuff in our head like oh this is so embarrassing like I tripped and everyone saw me and it's like no most people are not paying that close of attention to what's going on around them and I think you know if you're at a networking event you can say like this is super awkward isn't it like it's tough to walk up to people and then kind of like get into the conversation that way like you're you're bonding over hey this is kind of awkward to, to talk <laughs> with people in like a fourth setting like this and I think when you are kind of just like vulnerable like that, it pays off so much more than if you're trying to like, you know, you puff out your chest and you walk over and you're like, hey, <laughs> smooth, smoothly lean up against the bar and and waggle at people. <laughs> that is that is so funny. It's I don't know, I think it's like five years ago I had this other business where I had to constantly network. I had to go to a lot of different events. And that's what that's what it was. Like in the beginning it's super, super awkward. It's just so awkward because you're right. Like there's just certain people where there's like five or ten of them that just know each other. They just go to these oh, events yeah. together. I'm like, <laughs> why? Come on. And it's so hard to to get in there. It's like a barricade. They're all like in it together and then oftentimes they'd just be like oh hey how are you try to get one person out of there (laughs) you know it's just a matter of again it's putting yourself out there not being afraid to be uncomfortable and it really reminds me when you talk about you know allowing people to talk about themselves because they love we all do right I love to talk about myself. You love to talk about yourself because we're the most interesting thing, <laughs> you know, that we could talk about because we know nothing else. Um, and and when you show that appreciation and genuine interest in them, it really shows and it makes you stand out too. And a book that is really, really good to read about this, and you probably read it too, Joey, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. And yeah. that's exactly what it tells you to do is to have genuine interest to ask questions and then it's going to lead them you don't even need to you know be there to be like hey what about me they're gonna naturally be more I guess it's like you're more magnetic to them right without even doing anything because you're (laughs) showing that interest to, uh, for them they're like oh my god this person's so interesting meanwhile they don't even know anything about you but you know everything about them and it's like that's what makes you interesting because you do have that genuine interest for them and also another person that talks about being uncomfortable and do something uncomfortable 
at least once a day is Tim Ferriss. He says that all the time. And he's like, do one thing that's uncomfortable every single day. And it leads to really amazing things. And I think I've seen that show that you're talking about, by the way, where they have like the things in their ears. Yes. And I'm like, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen like YouTube like stuff on them too. And I'm like, like little clips. I'm like, that's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good point too, of having a genuine interest because it can be like, I think people can, can generally tell if you're faking it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I think, and, and you're not, you're not going to find everyone interesting. Like not a hundred percent of people will have similar interests, or even if they're different interests, like they just might not jive with you. And that's totally fine. But if you're trying to fake your way through it for the sake of faking your way through it, then <laughs> it's probably not going to turn out very well. And of course, I have a, a question then too for you. What's the uncomfortable <laughs> thing you've done today? Uncomfortable thing I've done today? Um, I don't know if it's really uncomfortable, but the last week I've been pushing myself to like run further than I've run. Um, that's what I've been doing. And it wasn't uncomfortable to me, but it was uncomfortable for my husband because he hates running. So there's this... <laughs> So the, there's this one thing that I do, like when I'm about to give up, like, for example, with the running thing, like if I'm trying to reach 30 minutes and I've been doing like 25 minutes and I'm like five minutes, five more minutes. And what I typically do is I do a self-talk. I'm like, if you do five more minutes, you're going to get like you're going to get, you know, 10,000 more page views on your blog because you're going to work for it. You're you're hard worker, you're going to work for this. So if you don't do that five minutes, you're not going to get that 10,000 more page views on your website. So then I just keep pushing harder and I'm like almost dead. And I'm like, two more minutes. Otherwise <laughs> I won't get it. So, so that's what I do every time when I want to reach another goal, especially with like my fitness goal, especially with my business. And then I did that today with my husband and it works so well. I'm like, if you, if you do five more minutes, you're going to reach this goal that you've been wanting. And I'm like, because you're a hard worker, you're going to do it. And he just kept pushing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, that worked. I'm like, yes. <laughs> 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 the internal voice is powerful for sure. Yes. He was like, I totally needed that. He was like, it hurt like a bitch, but that that was. <laughs> so I don't think it's too uncomfortable, but it's like, it's just, you know, uncomfortable for your body, like things that you normally can't do if you don't do that. Well, at least for me, like that self talk otherwise like I'll just be like well I'm tired I could just give up but then I'm like there's like if I don't do this then I can't <laughs> so that's I guess uncomfortable what about you Joey did you do anything uncomfortable this week <laughs> I think well I think mine might come uh later tonight I'm doing a dinner um with a client who I I know one of them very well uh and then the other two I'm meeting for the first time and I think that can always be a an interesting dynamic because you've got, you know, you've got your little inside jokes with the one same thing with the, <laughs> the networking pod of like eight people together. They're like, what does that mean? Like, that's not a, <laughs> I don't know what that, is that a real thing? Is that just their thing? Like, I don't know. And so I think that'll be fun. I also tried to, I uh, discreetly, but I was very obvious about it, take a picture of a super small dog when I got <laughs> coffee today. And the owner certainly noticed, but I, 
kind of glance like you know your dog's real small like you're gonna get photos taken of it <laughs> it's like it's this is your dog. fault this <laughs> yeah. is not my fault you should That'll have teach gotten you. this dog <laughs> I love that. But so one thing is like you often do things that makes you uncomfortable, right? Or you're at least you're not shy from doing that. Do you sometimes feel like you're comfortable with it now that it's not as uncomfortable anymore? Or do you kind of still get that like, oh, like feeling uncomfortable feeling before you do it? I think it depends on what it is. I would even argue like playing a show can be uncomfortable, uh, even though I've played guitar for for many moons and uh, it's always a great time. And we just kind of, you know, I, I always like to say if I'm not as confident in a part, I just like dance around on stage and look like I know what I'm doing and then it works out. But there's still, yeah, there's still like the little, little butterflies <laughs> that happen before the show. And I just try to I, occasionally I'll channel my, I had a public speaking professor in college uh, and she always said, she's like, you physically shake out the bad feelings. So if you're ever about to do something uncomfortable, she's like, you say, you say, ew, and you shake out your arms, <laughs> shake out your legs. It's like, that was just for, for public speaking. But I've done that in other situations where I'm like, all right, I'm going into this, you know, thir- I guess that's still kind of public speaking, like a pitch meeting, but you know, something like that where I'm like, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't 100% comfortable. I'm, I'm still like a little shaky on some stuff, but like, let's get out the bad thoughts, go in there and feel great. And it, it really does work. This is, the same professor would sometimes like sniff markers while she was writing something <laughs> on the board. And so, no, I don't know if I uh, agree with all of her, all of her teachings, her, but- Her methods. Yes. <laughs> but there was some good wisdom in there too. <laughs> So there's a lot of weirdness and some gems. <laughs> yes, yes. You got you to gotta dig through the weirdness sometimes to find the gems, but that's part of the fun. I love that. So Joey, let's fast forward to around 30 to 40 years from now, and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave, and what do you want to be remembered for? I think this is, this is probably a little sappy, but I just want people to think, Oh, when I was with Joey, that was a more fun time than when I wasn't with him. Whether it was just, you know, a five-minute conversation or hanging out several times a week. Like, I want people to be like, you know what? He made me feel better. I like that. That's a a really good thing because I think it's something that it may seem small, but over time, like, it means something. And every time somebody meets you or even hears your name, they'll always remember those moments. And that is such a good legacy, you know? Like, if they talk about you to other people, if they, again, if they just hear your name, I I think that's a really cool legacy to have. I think that's awesome. (laughs) Want to smile, not like a voodoo doll. (laughs) Like, oh, let me stab this in the kneecap real quick. Like, God, I hope not. Oh, boy. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm like, I believe in everything. So I'm just like, oh, no, Joey, I hope not. <laughs> I we'll check love back it. In, in, in 30 or 40 years and I'll let you yeah. know if I've been, if I have crippling knee pain or something. Like, <laughs> we'll know why. <laughs> no, 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 no. Joey, no. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. I had such a great time with you. So you're already, you know, getting into that legacy. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Well, I had a lovely time with you as well, Debbie. So right back at you. Uh, You can find me on 
many, many different platforms, but <laughs> joeyheld.com is a nice sort of central base. There's uh, most of the, the shenanigans that we've talked about. You can get through there. And I'm on Twitter at Joseph Currency. So come say hello. Love it. Yes, he does so many different things. So make sure you guys check that out. And to make it easier for you, we also have it on our show notes on the website. So thank you again, Joey, for being here with us. We really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Joey. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where he shares how to use the art of storytelling to promote your business. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.